0: Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, good morning again. So remember, it's not about being saved, it's about living saved. Anybody feeling like they're living a little more saved these days? I think so. Well, I just wanted to let you know that I wanted to, we forgot to mention Operation Christmas Child. Uh, that's where you guys get an opportunity to pack Uh, totes and shoeboxes with uh, gifts for kids to go across the world to give them a Christmas present. The best Christmas present, though, in that is the gospel gets to be shared with every single box that gets sent. So we want to make sure that you have the opportunity to get information on that. You'll go to the display over here. You'll get some information over here. If you're in life groups, you'll also get that information as well, so just wanted to bring that to your attention. Well, I do want to say this is the last message in this series called "Saved." Okay, well that's good that you're enjoying it. Well, I'm also wondering that you know there's the world can be pretty depressing sometimes. The Red Sox lose; they're out of it. The presidential debates and the presidential choices can be a little depressing. Okay, I, I think that's okay. It, if you're agreeing with me, it's a little depressing. And uh, so this morning, I wanted to offer just a little bit of levity. I do understand these are like, if I had a drummer up here, ching, they're, they're bad jokes. But I'm going to give you some just to offer you a little bit of, go to church so you don't have to be depressed. you know. And I also am mindful that there's some younger Uh, People in the audience here this morning in our congregation. So I want you to laugh really hard, the young people, okay, at these really dumb jokes. All right. What do you get when you drop a pumpkin? A squash. All right. Who helps the small pumpkins cross the street at school? A crossing gourd. (laughs) These are bad, aren't they? Okay. How do you fix a flat pumpkin? With a pumpkin patch. (laughs) That is really bad. Okay. All right. This one's going to get your, your mind going a little bit here. This is a brain teaser. Here we go. You're a bus driver on a fall leaf tour. At the first stop, four people get on. At the second stop, eight people get on. At the third stop, two people get off. And at the fourth stop, everyone got off. The question is, what color are the bus driver's eyes? <laughs> so we have the, question, the answer? Okay, I hear a lot of answers. Well, it is actually the same as yours, because you're the bus driver. Because I started, it says, you're a bus driver on a fall leaf tour. Oh, oh gotcha. Okay, that's a good one. All right, all right, we're loosening up here a little bit, this is good. If there are three apples and you took away two, how many do you have? Why two? Because you took them away, it's only two. You took two apples away, you have two apples. Okay, there we go. There's a little levity for you this morning. All right. I'm going to save that to the end. All right, if you have your Bibles, if you will uh, open them up uh, to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians is in the New Testament and uh, chapter 2. So while you're trying to find that, I will wait for you. I'm going to just share with you. So, so we've been on this journey together, this series called Saved, and we're really understanding that heaven can start to be lived now. We don't need to wait till we die to experience heaven on earth kingdom now. And it really is understanding that when we make a decision to follow Jesus, uh, things should change. It's not just a decision and I'm saved for an eternal home, which is true, but we can live differently and we can have a fuller life today. So the first week we talked about uh, what it was mean, meaning to uh, live rescued. The second week we talked about healed and made whole. The third week we were talking about a delivered life. Last week we talked about the preserved life. And by the way, I ate that steak. It was good afterwards. Um, I let it cure for a couple days and then I ate it and it was still good and um, a preserved life. Today we're going to be talking about um, really this final idea of this word sozo, living sozo, living a saved life. Um, this last concept of this word, this biblical word, sozo is a Greek word that's translated in English, and it has different meanings to it. But the meaning that we're going to talk about today is saved for doing good works or for doing well. Because when you understand that if he preserves us, you have to ask, us the, ask the question, he preserves us for what? Right? So if he's going to preserve us all the way to the end of our life, what does he preserve us for? And guess what? We're going to unpack that today. And it's important because if we miss this part, we miss the best part. Because he has a plan and a purpose for us. And we begin to read this in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. For by grace you have been saved. By the way, that word saved in the Greek is sozo. It's translated to do well. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Not a result of works so that no one may boast. Interesting. He's saying it's, it's not the result of works. So we know our works can't save us. It's only our faith in Jesus Christ. For we are his workmanship. Can everybody say workmanship? Workmanship. That's an important word. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. All right, we were created for good works. We're preserved for what? To do good works. Sozo, to do well, to do good works. I want us to flip over also to Philippians. Ooh, flip over to Philippians. And um, sometimes I feel like I'm just like a a little squirrel, and just like getting so distracted by my own little concepts that surprise me sometimes, or my little things that I say. Philippians chapter two. It amuses me. I know. I'm sure, I know it doesn't amuse you, but it does amuse me sometimes. All right, Philippians chapter 2, 12 through 13. So, Philippians, you just flip over. So, Ephesians, Philippians, next book over. Chapter 2, 11 through, sorry, 12 through 13. It says this. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, this is, The Apostle Paul writing to the church in Philippi. He says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Remember that word workmanship? Created for good works. Now he's saying, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So there's a lot of works in here, workmanship, working out. <clears throat> now, the salvation, workout with salvation with fear and trembling. It doesn't mean you have to be afraid of God because God is love, right? Nothing to be afraid of there. But this understanding that if God has prepared good works for us, we don't want to get to the end of our life and to say, ooh, man, I missed it, all these opportunities. You know that you'll be rewarded for your works, right, in heaven? You're not saved by your works, but you will be rewarded. That's good news. Anybody get a chandelier for their mansion in, their, in the clouds this past week? What are you working towards? You working in the master bedroom right now, and you've got your big poster bed already purchased by your good works? I don't know if that theology holds up, by the way. Don't, don't bank on that one. That might be bad theology. I might be teaching you some bad things there. But the idea is you will be rewarded. The Bible does tell us there's mansions in heaven. But anyways, so stay on this concept of workmanship and working out your salvation. So here's the interesting thing about good works and working out your salvation. I think sometimes we think like it is just like we got to work out. (laughs) Yeah, Work out. Work it, work it out, What? Sorry, Audra, are you around here? She's not. All right, good. I can make a fool of myself a little bit. So jazzercising a little bit, you know, work it out. Work, sweat, sweat. Dab, dab. Work it out. And sometimes we think we get exhausted trying to work out our salvation. Like somehow we just got to be on this hamster wheel. I got to work, work, work. But... But that concept actually is not really the concept that the Bible is talking about. So let's put that aside for a moment. I don't want you to get exhausted thinking about you have to do all these things to somehow be pleasing to God or earn these things for heaven. But he is saying that when we receive Christ in our lives... That his presence now resides in us. So he came in to our life. The Holy Spirit now resides in us. And he wants his presence to be worked out of us. Catch this. See, it's not a hustle, bustle, work, work, work. It is a allow himself to be worked out of us. How many people have... uh, have I ever done the friendship bread, the Amish friendship bread stuff before? It's like the, the chain letter in bread, you know, kind of thing. So you, you, you get it and you, you make it because there's starter in it and gotta, you can refrigerate it and then you can share it with others. Well, today we're going to, uh, I'm going to divide this into pieces for everyone to take home and you can make friendship bread and pass it along no, I'm kidding, I'm not going to do that, but that would be kind of cool. Um, but, but what happens is you have this is typically sourdough, and you create this starter, and you have the yeast, and you have some flour, and I'm going to need some, something for my hands here. But anyways, you, you get all this stuff, and you begin to take a piece, and after you make your bread, you take a piece, and you can share it with somebody else. And they have the very essence of what is in here to make another loaf of bread. They don't need to add all these other things. And, and very much like our life, we have Christ inside of us. And the reality is he wants what is in us to be worked out of us to be shared with somebody else. You see, inside here is is starter and and yeast and all the very things to make another complete loaf of bread. But it's just a small little bit. And I wonder if God is wanting us to say, hey, you're saved. Great. You've been rescued. You've been delivered. You've been healed and made whole. I preserved you for what? to allow all the things that I've done inside of you to be worked out of you to be shared with somebody else. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. Awesome. Ooh. All right, I'm gonna place this down here. Awesome, thank you so much. So, my wife tells me a little bit, she goes, you're going overboard on these illustrations lately. You know, like every, another illustration, come on, Mark. You know, another visual, little overboard. I will get tired of this too, and you will, and I'll stop doing them after a while. But they're great. Okay, we'll, we'll see how we're doing here. But anyway, so the idea is he wants to work out of us the very things he's placed in us. We've been preserved for good works. Now, before you get all anxious about, well, how do I know what these good works are, and and where do I find these good works, and what does that mean for me? And I think it's this. I think it's just really learning to be aware. There's three A's that I'm going to give you. If you're a note taker, here's where I'd love for you to take some notes. The first A is align your heart to the Father. If you want to know how to do good works and where these good works are and what is he doing, he wants to do in and through you. Because remember in Philippians, that's what he says, right? He says, work it out with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you. See, the spirit of God is working in you. So the first thing, the first A of my three A's is alignment. We have to align our hearts our minds, our eyes, our ears to, to... remember what Jesus says? I only do what I see the Father in heaven doing. So we have to align to what the Father in heaven is doing. And how do you do that? Be consistent reading your Bible. People say, I can't hear God's voice. Read the Bible. You'll train your ears to hear what God sounds like. He'll never contradict the word. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to us, but training your ears by being in the word next is praying. Spend time with the Lord. Begin to get quiet so you can hear what he might be speaking. Alignment. The next A is aware. Awareness. Uh, Be present. Be present. I I saw, I was going to show this to you, and then I thought, ah, too many illustrations. But, But Have you ever seen any of those videos where people are texting and walking and then they like fall into a water fountain or they like bump into another person? I mean, just crazy things, walking out into a street. We're so distracted today in the world, are we not? When you get home, how often do you get your face buried into this or an iPad or a computer? It's so easy to become unaware with the distractions of this world. But I wonder if we take time to align our heart with God's, create an atmosphere of awareness, meaning slow down your life a little bit, put down some of your devices, take time to look somebody in the eyes and really ask how are they doing and really mean that you want to listen to their answer. Because we're all so fast. How you doing? Yeah, great. get Yeah. Off to the next thing. Align your heart to God. A. Awareness. Be present. Then third, act. A. Act. In other words, you've got to do something. If God has spoken to your heart, you're aware of the circumstance around you. You see a need Oh, it, was, it broke my heart. I, I coach uh, third and fourth grade soccer, and it's joy and pain at the same time. Um, oh, I had another game yesterday, and I don't know why kids just like to feel like they don't want to dig holes in the field. I mean, the game is going on. Look, I'm digging for gold. I don't know what they're thinking they're digging for, but but at practice this week, a little boy... I could tell he was out of sorts. And I'm trying to give him some encouragement, some instruction. All of a sudden, he breaks down. And he just starts weeping. I said, what's wrong? What's wrong? Little fourth grader boy. And he goes, I miss my aunt. I said, what's wrong with your aunt? She's dead. And I said, like, De- like, when did she die? Where's is, is her funeral today? No, two years ago. But I miss her. And I was just like, it broke my heart. And I just, I kind of stopped practice and everybody, everybody's training, you know, the little kids. And some, somebody's like hurt or something, everybody takes a knee. So all the kids gathered around, <laughs> took a knee around. I'm c- trying to console this little boy. But my heart broke for him. And you know, I could have been. Come on, guys, let's get going, practice. All right, suck it up, young man. You can do it. But his heart was breaking. So I put my arm around him and his older brother on the side. What's wrong with him? (laughs) It's like, he's sad. Just give him a break, man. (laughs) Oh. But there's people like that all around us that needs somebody to care, that needs somebody to be Jesus to them, to just express God's love. You don't have to package it in thus saith the Lord or, or, you know, bang them with scripture, although scriptures can be very encouraging. Writing encouraging scripture on a card and giving it to somebody is really encouraging, actually. But it's gonna take an awareness it's going to take time, but you have to do something if you're going to live saved. You have to. Because he does not just preserve us just for us. He wants us to be like the friendship bread that gets passed, and then a new loaf gets formed, and that gets passed, and a new loaf gets formed and get that gets passed. That's the way that hope spreads. That's the way that the message of Jesus spreads through people like you and me who are willing to align our hearts to God, who are aware of our circumstances, and then begin to willing to act on what God is asking us to do. All right, come off. There we go. Church, I am so excited for the season that we're in. If the worship team wants to come back up, when we understand that heaven starts now, that we will actually start living this so-so life that we were designed to live. I think we've sold ourselves out too short. We've made decisions and then we wait for some time that we pass on. But there is a life to be lived here and now that's so full, that's so rich, and that has so much life to be given to others. But here's the other great news. You don't need to do this in your flesh. You don't need to muster anything up because the Spirit of God who lives inside of you will be doing the work through you. But when we're saved for good works, Don't get that towel around your neck and work it out, work it out. No, 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 it's like hit your knees and allow him to work more stuff in you that you can share more stuff of him through you to others. That's what he wants worked out. The goodness of Christ who lives in you, he wants to emanate through you to others. That wherever you go, wherever you are wherever you work wherever you go to school doesn't matter if you're in third grade fourth grade if you're in high school if you're in college if you've been walking with Jesus for 70 years 80 years Jesus still wants to be shown to this world but he wants you to live saved he wants you to experience heaven now he wants you to share heaven now to others. He wants you to live fully alive, fully alive. I just want to share a word that was given. Somebody emailed it to me, and I want to share it with you before we close. This is an encouragement. It says this, I am with you. I am with you. These are like the words of the Lord for us. I am with you wherever you go. I'm with you. When you turn to the right, I am there. When you turn to the left, I am there. I am with you, holding you by my right hand, my righteous right hand. Do not worry about the days ahead. Do not worry about what you see and read. Do not worry about the guys of the election and the future of America, for America is mine. Praise Jesus on that. It was formed by me for me. It was formed for my purpose. It was formed by me. It was formed by me. I need you to focus on me the days ahead. Focus on me, the author and perfecter of your faith, for it is I who directs you. It is I who leads you. It is I who leads you to the truth. I need you to focus on me, on my truths. How do you find the truth? By sitting still in my presence, listening to me. What do I want to tell you? What do I want to say to you? What will I have for you to do? Listen. Listen to my voice. My sheep know my voice, and I know theirs. I need my sheep willing to listen, to rest in my pasture and be with me, listening to my voice, my still, sweet voice, my still, sweet voice. Turn down the noise of the world. Turn off your cell phones at night. He didn't say that. That was Mark's words. Turn down the noise of the world around you and listen, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. I love you, my children, says the Lord. I love you. I do not know the, oh, I love you. That's where it ended. She went on to describe some things further on this. But church, that's a word for us. That's, that's the Lord speaking to us that he wants us to live saved. He wants us to live fully alive. He wants us to share our life with others. He wants us to bring hope to a lost and dying world. And it starts with people like you and me who realize that heaven starts now. As we close this service, we're gonna sing this song. I want you to respond to the Lord, but I also want you to think of two things. One, that envelope I asked you to think about earlier. There's some things that need to get unlocked in your life, and that envelope has the key for you. I'll just leave that at that. The second thing is that how are you aligning these A's? How are you forming these A's in your life? The alignment, the awareness, and then the last one is the action. And be thinking about the people in your life that this week you need to have a little be the friendship bread that gets passed to allow Jesus to be worked out of you to share your life with others we okay? we good? as we come to the conclusion of this series called saved it's not about being saved it's about living saved to live the sozo life let's worship together